Well, hello there, and welcome to another Wheelchair Wednesday. Um, I am your humble host, Wheelchair Rick, here for another special episode of Wheelchair Wednesday uh, on a beautiful May day. It's May 17th today, uh, Local 517 Day, as we all call it here locally in Michigan. And today we have a special guest uh, that I was, was in the hospital and I was looking for something to watch. Uh, you know, with wheelchairs and stuff in it to kind of look forward to my life. And this person popped up, and I couldn't believe it. Uh, so to have her on today is is quite an honor. Special guest. Uh, before we get to that, we're going to go ahead and run the intro, and then we'll get right into it. Welcome to Wheelchair Wednesday. Right. So, without further ado, let's welcome our special guest, uh, Miss Jessie Strime. Thank you. What is happening? Thank you so much for having me. I'm stoked to be here. Oh, I'm glad you came. Thank you for thanks for coming and doing this. Um, like I said, I mean, I've I've seen you ever since my injury, and uh, it's kind of been. I mean, I watch, try to watch everybody, but as you know, as well as I do, there's not many of us out there that are doing uh, content creation and stuff like that. So to actually like, you know, talk to somebody that I've watched coming up in this, I mean, it's an honor. Absolutely. Thank you so much for doing this. Um, you might hear some cracks and pops. I do have old Sparky on. That's the, uh, the bug killer above me because here in Michigan, as you know, in the spring, I mean, it gets crazy. We have all kinds of bugs and we are outside in the country. So um, we might hear that go off a couple of times. Before we get into all the different questions, the number one question that I put on here that kind of gives everybody an idea who you are is obviously go ahead and introduce yourself and then also tell us about how you got injured and like your story of that. Um, so my name is Jesse Strawham. I am the CEO and founder of Wheel With Me Foundation and Wheel With Me Fitness. We are the first fitness app completely created by wheelchair users for wheelchair users available in the iOS store and Google Play store. Um, I was a passenger on a motorcycle in 2015, and a woman made a U-turn in front of us, and the driver of the bike didn't stop in time. So he went through her back window. I went over the SUV. My chest collapsed. My ribs punctured my lungs, nicking my spinal cord. I broke my back in two places. I have a traumatic brain injury, and I coded twice and had to be resuscitated. So I feel very lucky just to be sitting here. Man, sounds like it. <laughs> um and how long ago was that? When was that you said? 2015. So it's been eight years. 2015. Okay. Um, with, I mean, that, do you, uh, you, was you a big bike person before? You was uh, big on motorcycles or? I rode off road. Um, so I raced in a series called GNCC for my entire like childhood into adulthood. And then when I got paralyzed, I raced for Polaris for a little bit. Um, but I always rode dirt bikes and four wheelers and anything with a motor. I just enjoyed riding. It was a good time. <laughs> nice, for sure. Um, and you said your level of injury is uh, T4? T4, or T yeah. Okay. So, so right about my chest is where I started. Um, probably about three, four years into my injury, I started recovering some sensation and movement below my initial level. Uh, so that's been really cool to kind of get that back as I kind of heal, I guess, mentally within this injury. Right, for sure. And uh, I mean, I know it is a big thing as far as 
not only physical healing, but mental is, is a big part of it. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of what I was talking about before we got going here is, uh, I think it's, it's super important to have a uh, support structure. And I believe that's why I like what you guys did. You know what I mean? When I was watching you and rich and then like, just, you know, everything I've seen from people before, you know, putting stuff on there, it all helps in one way or another. You know what I mean? Right. Um, Everyone will find someone that they can like relate to. And I think that's so important. That's why it's so important. We all share our story. Right. Somebody will relate to us in some way, in some manner. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the next question I have for you is kind of a weird one. Um, it pretty much the basis of it is if you could go all the way back to that day of your injury and you could change what happened. So say that you could give up everything that you've done this past eight years, all the stuff you've, you know, all the progression you've made and you could start over to walk again. Would you do it? No, 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 there's not a chance. No, I've experienced more in the eight years I've been paralyzed than I did ever when I could walk. I've gotten closer with God. I actually have faith and ever I was an atheist before I was injured. Um, so the fact that I, I have God and I have purpose now, I, no, I would never, I would not trade that. Walking's not worth that. Um, I, I feel very grateful for the life that I've been gifted and the opportunity I've been given to have such a really cool story of just perseverance and overcoming. And I, that's really what our struggle is, regardless of what we go through, right? Like you lose a loved one. Eventually we all lose our parents. And right. that's a massive story of perseverance and overcoming that everyone deals with at some point. And so everyone can relate to it in some manner and form. Oh yeah. Yeah. I agree hundred percent with that. Um, it's, it's kind of a, a weird question to some people, but like, you know, for, for me, I mean, even three years into it, I'm the same way. I'm like, no, nah, I wouldn't go back. Uh, just no. because, I mean, you know, you find your path, like you find your purpose when you're younger, you always wonder like, man, I wonder what I'm going to do. I wonder what I'm going to be made out to be. You know what I mean? Like, and you always think about what you want to do and, but it never works out that way. Let's be honest. Um, but you're right though. God has a path and a purpose for everybody. I believe I prayed to God four days before this happened to me to change my life forever and look at me now. You know what I mean? So right. um, I do believe it is for a purpose. That's a good answer. I um, mean, and, and to be fair with that, right? Like so many of us live unguided, un, unfulfilled and think about how much fulfillment. And I think the really cool thing for you that I'm excited for us to kind of revisit in, in four to five years is how much your current purpose has morphed into something so much bigger than you even realized it could. And right. that's the thing, like the more you pour into you, the more you pour into your growth and development and developing that purpose and becoming stronger and better mentally and physically. Like, I don't think the mental side of things is talked about enough. The more that I've read books and other learned from other people's struggle that has nothing to do with being disabled, the less I associate myself as disabled and the more I feel humanized. And I think that's one of the most important things we can do as wheelchair users is to humanize ourselves because it's so easy to make ourselves feel less than human within our disability. And one way to do that is reading these books. Like I read 10 pages of a nonfiction personal development book every day. That's it. Just 10 pages. I read at least a book a month, if not about a book and a half. So I average about 14 to 16 books a year. Wow. And I'm learning from other people's experience. And then you go and apply that in your own life. And it's like a shortcut to your struggle. 
And that's key. That's key. That's how you, people are like, how do you develop confidence as a wheelchair user? How do you get stronger? Like, how do I have a mindset like you? Like I literally just read and I learn, I'm constantly learning from other people's struggle and I don't identify solely in my disability. Do I acknowledge it? Absolutely. Do I identify by it? Absolutely not. Right. Yeah. I've noticed that too. Like, uh, part of you at at the beginning, it's, it's almost like, I want to say, um, naturistic to want to, to want to behave like, Oh, I'm a victim now. Like, please help, please help. Because of like, you know, you get kind of wrapped up in like once you're in the hospital and you got nurses and stuff like that. And they tell you like, once you go home, it's home. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna have to figure yeah. this out. So, I mean, luckily for me, I have a, a loving, caring family and stuff that's there for me, but some people don't, you know what I mean? So they have to kind of figure it out. And, uh, I mean, if you're strong willed enough, you will, you'll find a way, but you have to figure out, you know what I mean? Your own self. You can't, you can't look at somebody else and say, well, they did it this way. I'm going to do exactly the way they did it. Cause it doesn't work that way. You know what I mean? I mean, I had to find my own little special way that was kind of for me. And, um, you know, doing these, even the wheelchair Wednesdays is like a form of therapy for me because I feel like it's helping me and it's helping other people, hopefully, you know what I mean? So, um, I told my friend one day, I'm like, dude, does this sound weird? But I was like, sometimes I do these wheelchair Wednesdays and I feel like I'm on autopilot. Like, it's like, I'm just, it's just like, I'm supposed to do this and this is what, this is what's going to happen. And once it's all over, it's like, wow, that just happened. That was fast. You know what I mean? yeah i do know what you mean (laughs) it's crazy how that all works out like that um but yeah absolutely um my next question i have for you is kind of a touchy one i guess for some people you don't have to answer it if you don't want to um but really all i have on here is dating slash married question mark are we just talking dating or are we gonna talk sex um, I wouldn't go so far as sex. I would go just as far as, because I mean, the reason why I think I put this question is because a lot of people, um, like a, especially a lot of single people like in wheelchairs that don't have anybody to look for, you know I mean? They, they don't know how to get back up and do it. They don't know how to get out and do it. They don't know how, who to meet or, or what the first step is. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, do you tell somebody you're, you're, you know, in a wheelchair right offhand or do you just say, Hey, I want you to like me for me. Um, you know, um, what was your experience with all that? So if if you're open for the conversation to go to sex too, I would love to talk about that. I think it's something important that we touch on as people with disabilities because um, we're still sexual humans. Right. But when it comes to dating, um, I actually – so I put an Instagram post out, and I was asking for someone to help me when I was on the U.S. Devel- developmental team for wheelchair curling. I needed help training. And this person reached out, and I ended up dating him, and he was a nurse. And that was very interesting because I didn't have to explain a lot of my life because he's a nurse. Right. Um, But he just wasn't the person for me. So then after that relationship didn't work out, I got on the dating apps and I always disclosed that I was in a wheelchair. I think that was the most important thing. But my biggest mistake when it came to dating was I just solely identified by my disability. And there wasn't I'd never really allowed much outside of that besides my disability. And I think that that's what really held me back because then I, I kind of put myself in this, this limit of my roommates dating a wheelchair user. And the whole time from the time she moved on literally until last November, I'm like, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you date another wheelchair user. I can never do that. I would never, there's not a chance in hell. And I just kept <laughs> saying this all summer long. And, um, my, I met, I didn't meet, I got reconnected with this individual who I was connected with early in both of our injuries and we got reconnected and we're just like in such different places as far as where we were when we met to now. 
and the connection's still there and he just happens to use a wheelchair but that's like that's my person and I don't know man I just feel like don't settle don't settle is the biggest thing don't identify by your wheelchair and don't settle because you use a wheelchair or you have a disability that doesn't make you less than it doesn't make you less anymore um when my relationship ended I made a list of everything I wanted and everything I didn't want in a partner. And my my boyfriend, literally, there's one thing that he has that I just, on that list that I didn't want. That's it. He literally hits everything I wanted in a partner. And there's one thing, which is his communication, and he's working on it, and he's aware um, that could improve. But other than that, like, he literally meets everything I wanted in a human being. And it just happened to be the one thing I wasn't looking for. Nice. which happened to be another wheelchair user. And so I think that don't don't limit yourself to who you could be with just because you have an idea of what your relationship could look like. If you attract the type of partner that you truly want, they might not come in the package that you want them to come in. And you need to be okay in accepting that like, hey, this is actually the person I want. And then I realized there was other reasons I, I didn't want to date a person with a disability and he doesn't have those reasons. And so it's like, you just end up being perfect for me. Don't settle and 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 don't put judgments and expectations on who you should be with. And then when it comes to sex, like I I think 100% get to know your body and and really focus on the places you can feel. Uh foreplay is huge and and I think really getting to know your body post injury by yourself before you try to give it to someone else is also huge. Um I, I do have, I've had some sensation return, so I guess it is a little different for me now, but I still don't have a lot of sensation when it comes Lucky. to Lucky, I'm sorry. I know, I know, I get that <laughs> a lot. I don't, I don't have a lot though when it comes to penetration, and so it's very important that like my other spots are getting touched from my nipples to my neck to my hair to just like my face, like I, I my ears, like, and I love touch. Right. I just want to be touched, and I think that that's, that's important for both men and women with, with disabilities to understand is like, don't be afraid to explore. Don't be afraid to try different things. Um, it was so funny when I went to the surgeon because I recently broke the the fusion in my back. He assumed, I asked him if I could still have sex and he's like, well, you just lay there, don't you? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like we're both paraplegics. Oh, Absolutely I got to give you one of these. Oh, that's great. Right? I'm like, we're literally living our best life. And we have a incredible, I have a better sexual relationship with my paraplegic boyfriend than I have with anyone in the past. And I think that that in itself, like, we shouldn't limit ourselves to what we're capable of. That's why fitness is so important. Like fitness has allowed me to be able to move my body in different ways that when I wasn't strong enough, I couldn't. And so now like I can balance in certain ways and the, the Fitness is so much more than just looking good naked. It's truly See, I think that's what life. all of us, more of us need to work on more. I mean, especially myself. I actually just talked to my, um, do my prescribing doctor, I guess you can call her, as uh, kind of trying to get something for home as far as like uh, cardio. Because, I mean, obviously we can't run on a treadmill. Um, right. I mean, I do have a manual chair as well as my power chair. But like where we live at, it's, it's mostly just like outside. It's, you know, try to drive a manual chair through a, a bumpy yard with groundhogs tearing it up. And you know what I mean? It's it's hard. It's not the same. And you're not getting like a, a, a good exercise doing that. I mean, I, you might be, but I mean, I would, I, I don't know. I, I always used you to go out to car shows and walk. You fitness app. What are you doing? We have body weight workouts and home workouts, everything. See, and that's something you're going to have to work with me oh on, I guess, God. after after we're done here live. See, great. It's a good thing that we, we linked up, huh? 
Oh my gosh, we gotta get you in the app. It's key. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I gotta check that out. Um, all right. So moving right along on there, that's that. You, you touched a lot of good points though. Before we go on, because, um, you know, even though I've only been on three years, I, I've you know messed around with the sexual stuff. So it's like you are. It's correct. I mean, whatever you can feel, you need to like kind of work with. Um, and even like what you can't feel, like for instance. For me, it's like, it's not the same, obviously. I mean, we're pretty much right. the same. We're, we're the same level. I mean, I'm right at nipple line, too. So yeah. um, as far as, like, down there, it's there is a, it's a feeling, but it's not the feeling. You know what I mean? It's yeah. weird. It's almost like, for me, it's like goosebumpy feeling, but it's like, uh, right. it's hard to describe. You know what I mean? No, I, in, in the beginning of my injury, I had that where it was like when you came off the numbness from the dentist and how your cheeks feel. Yeah. Like that's how it kind of felt in the beginning. Whereas now I get like the arousal, I get the feeling that you, and, and no one gets that. That's not in our situation. They don't understand like losing that feeling of like, Ooh, I'm no. about to get down. I've had so many people that are like, man, what does it feel like? Like, what is it? I don't understand. Yes. So what you're saying is like, I'm like, dude, you're not going to get it. Trust me. Like no matter how I put it, you're not going to understand. Mm-mm. But um, hey, everybody <laughs> watching, good to see you. If you guys have any questions uh, that are relevant questions, that are good questions, that are decent questions and kind questions and not dirty questions, we will ask them. Um, but yeah, no, definitely for sure. And I think that uh, you know, once I might actually do that, because everybody wants to talk about that. Maybe we can get a panel going or something eventually. But I tell all my wheelchair Wednesday guests, like you know, keep on the line with me because we never know what's going to go on. We might hit you back here in six months or a year or something, see how you're doing, and go over with that. So that might be something we get into. But um, besides all that, to keep in mind, what is your biggest pet peeves out of being a wheelchair user? The fact that we haven't implemented universal design and we could literally fix so many accessibility problems if we did. Just making all bathrooms accessible and, you know, leaving enough room where someone could fully open their door in a parking spot or building the ramp into the stairs. Like these things have been done. And I just feel like that should be a mandatory thing that's required within the ADA. And then I I was just recently in Sweden and one of the people that I was talking to during my, my speech, um, he told me that he was building a house. And in Sweden, if you build a new house, it has to be wheelchair accessible, has to be. And I'm like, wow, could you imagine if they did that in the United States? how much easier it would be to go and find a house. Like, because I was in the, in the market for a new house and everywhere had stairs. Oh yeah. So automatically right off the jump, the first thing you're thinking of is, okay, now I automatically have to modify this home just so I can get in it. You know what I mean? Without having to pull out the portable ramps or whatever. You know what I mean? What's the bathroom look like, right? We haven't even got there because there's stairs. Like that's always the word. (laughs) See, for me, it's kind of funny you say that because, like, right now, I don't even like I don't even get to use my own bathroom because it's not accessible really for me. So I do like a shower. I have a portable shower that I use in our kitchen, and then as far as like doing the bowel movements, I just kind of like sit in my room with the the bucket method. You know what I mean? So it's like. It sucks. I do have it on the list. I am getting home mods, but right now it's like the companies are so behind on everything because they can't find enough people to work or whatever the whatever the whatever the you know uh, excuses are. Um, it's just like I gotta wait. You know what I mean? So 
for me, I feel blessed enough just to be able to say I can do this. You know, at least I do have somebody helping me do this. You know what I mean? Like I look at it's, it's always can be worse than where you're at right now. So, I mean, that's, that's another thing too. Like if I ever have a really bad day, I'm like, wait a minute, man, like chill out. It could be a lot worse than what you're looking at right now. Like you need to just take a woosah, go outside, you know what I mean? Taking some fresh air and calm down. Um, but yeah, no, that is, uh, especially here where I live. I mean, I live in Michigan and, um, a lot of even the new construction is built around the old construction, but they still don't put in the correct stuff, like the ramps or whatever. Like there's been plenty of restaurants that I've stopped to. I'm like, Oh, this looks so good. Well, then they have a, a two inch, three inch gap where I can't get my power chair over it because I have a bolt that'll catch their threshold and rip their whole thing up or whatever right. it is. You know what I mean? I'm like, come on guys. Like, geez, all it is is a three foot ramp. You can't put that on like, geez, you know what I mean? Go, go to the hardware store and buy one. You can get one for like 50 bucks. It's, it's, it's wild that people make accessibility so difficult and they, they make it where like the other thing, right? When we're out in public and people offer way too much help and it's like, can you just let me live my paralyzed life? Like, oh yeah. I don't need your help. If I need your help, I'll ask you, please stop offering it. And I think that's, that's the other thing is like, if I need help, I'll ask for it. Don't, don't, don't. See, and I never understood help. that either. Like when I was, um, I want to say able-bodied, but like, you know, when I was before my accident, I was like, why don't, why are they always so mad at people that just try to help them? I don't understand. But now that I'm here and I'm living it, it's like, it doesn't really happen to me so much because I'm a guy, <laughs> I guess for the women, it's probably happens a lot more than dudes. But like, as a guy, like I'll sit here and like, um, for instance, like people will try to hold my chair as I transfer or do something. I'm like, no, nah, dude, I got it. Like just back up. You know what I mean? Like, don't try to help me. If you try to help me, I'm going to mess myself up. And then we're both going to be in a predicament, but just certain things I understand people grabbing you from behind and wanting you to push or, you know, something like that. Like, luckily my handles fold down on my other seat. So I would, I would I tell everybody if you can them. get the fold I said, down. I, I haven't had them since I was like, since I got my first wheelchair, I said, absolutely not. I'm not even giving people those opportunities. And I've still had somebody like grab my chair and move it to where they wanted me. It's that's just, so irkified, like, oh, get so off. It's so inappropriate. Right. That's <laughs> like them grabbing your hips or something and just like scooching you. Right. Like picking me up and moving me to where they want me. Right. It's okay. I got you. Um, what is something that you wish you could do now that you can no longer do? Hike to the top of mountains on my own. You was a big hiker? Yeah, and I should have been bigger. I like when I was at Sweden, all I could think was we went on this ferry boat ride and there's all these little islands and there's these houses built on rocks. And there was this one house and he bonsaied all the trees around his rocks. And I'm like, it would be so cool to like move through these trees that are just these big canopies and and just like explore the rocks and climb and jump and and use my legs, right? I mean, that I think that and standing in the shower and letting the water just run down my back. Yeah. Oh, man, that was fun. Yeah. The standing. I remember getting up, like, randomly and, like, running, sprinting and doing stuff. Like, whether I'd be chasing my kid or doing something where you just, like, would get up quickly and run. And I remember doing that. And it's like, I want to kind of just do that one day, but I can't do that. Or, like, when better. you're playing, like, because, I mean, I have I have a 10-year-old son. And, like, he always liked to play soccer or something. And when he kicks the ball, like now I can still grab it and I can throw it to him or I can do Frisbee, but I can't like, I can't side to side no more. You know what I mean? So if the Frisbee goes over here, I can't just 
run and, you know, dive and catch it. I mean, there's certain things that you see that you kind of, you miss and it sucks, man. That's why, that's one of the reasons why I put that down. I was like, what's the one thing, you know what I mean? Um, let's see what else we got here. What type of wheelchair do you currently use? Um, I'm rolling on a box wheelchair with daily suspension. And so it kind of absorbs the shock of pushing and jumping off curbs and everything. And I've been using box chairs since 2017. Nice. Do you have a name for it? Um, she doesn't have a name, but I just, I abuse her. <laughs> I abuse her. Oh man. You should give her like a, like a, like a strong, but sassy name. You know what I mean? I know she does need one. I should think about that. <laughs> Oh, yep, absolutely. Uh, we talked about fitness, so that's very important. I'm going to talk to you about that actually afterwards because um, that's something I definitely want. Like I said, I got a I got a hand bike thing coming where you can just kind of like strap it onto a table or whatever. Um, I don't necessarily trust myself doing a hand bike right now only because, but uh, we can at least start there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, what is your pain level like? Any pain and where is it at? Uh, my pain's typically between a seven and an eight, localized in my lower back and hips most of the time. Um, right now, it's in the middle of my fusion because I broke that, and it keeps poking, but uh, usually it's just lower back. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty much mine's like point of injury all the time, all day long, never stops. Um, do you take any medication for pain at all? Um, I use THC, and then I stand. I think standing's probably one of the big things. Um and electric stimulation for my nerve pain in my legs. I, I sleep in these electric stimulation shorts. But standing's huge. I mean, getting in the standing frame, getting in my leg braces, like those two things are key to managing pain for sure. Yeah, that's one thing I need to figure out. We just realized that my standing machine is out of battery, and we don't know where the charger's at after moving. So now I have to order a new one probably. Either that or hopefully they can uh, approve my standing outdoor wheelchair which would be sweet yeah that would be really get cool. outside do some more stuff but no i i totally agree uh right now doing stretches and stuff even even yeah even having somebody do some stretches for you like if you're in real bad pain and you feel it and like even if you take your pills and nothing's really changing try to do some stretches move yourself around move your hips around your legs you know what i mean you're, you're not meant to sit still all day long well the human body's not meant to sit anyways and honestly they call it the new smoking, right? Because it ha can have so many negative side effects. And so it's really important for us to be mindful of that and, and prioritize that time for the longevity of our independence. Because if you are 20 years into this and you'll still have another 20 years to live and you're living with osteoporosis and now you're risking breaking your leg transferring, is that something that you really want to struggle with and fight with as you age in this injury? Right. Yep. Thanks for getting me on the ball, too, because I'm going to order that damn power strip tomorrow. I might do it tonight. Um, all right. So my next question to you is what helped you the most after your injury? Adaptive sports, for sure. Get the community more so. Um, knowing that you're not alone in this injury, knowing that you can do more that there's a lot more out there for you than what your limiting beliefs are, um, that there's a lot available to you. And you, this injury is literally just an opportunity to recreate yourself and reinvent yourself into whoever you want to be. And the sooner that you accept that, 
and realize that like it doesn't matter how mad you are it doesn't matter how frustrated you are it doesn't matter how much you wish you could undo it you can't change your situation so the sooner you just kind of like deal with it and be like all right what's next and move on from it the sooner that you're able to get back to living life and too many of us in this community keep living in that grief and that pain of what happened to us and we never move on from it and actually get to truly experience and live life within this injury. And this is, it's so rewarding. It really is. If you allow it to be, it's so rewarding. And the table's big enough for all of us to do great things, whether it's speaking, writing books, mentoring, coaching, like there's so many non-disabled people that need that mindset of perseverance that we have mastered as people with disabilities. So we need to be going out and teaching it and sharing it and just authentically telling our story of both trials and tribulation because it's, it's, it's going to be good and it's going to be bad and understanding that not every day is going to be good and not every day is going to be bad as long as you continuously put an effort into making it better. Well said. I like that. Absolutely. Um, there's a lot of people, you know, that's actually reached out to me and like, I don't, none of us do like, I don't really, I don't think none of us really do anyway. I don't, I don't consider myself, you know, like a, like a big inspiration or, you know what I mean? Nothing like that. I'm just, I'm just a person that something happened to and now I'm making the best of it. And if, if my actions and what I'm doing can inspire somebody to feel better and do better about their self and their day, then so be it. I, that makes me feel better, I guess. But um, my biggest thing is like the people that, um, like you had kind of mentioned that, you know, they might think that this is it that, oh, there's nothing else I can do. And they're down on themselves every day. What, what they're doing essentially is you're wasting time where you could be turning that around and making it positive and living. I mean, pretty much you make a choice when this happens to you. It's either a, I'm going to be miserable and just, you know, just a wretched human being, a shell of my former self, or I'm going to be turn this into a positive and say, you know what, I'm going to look at the sunshine today instead of the rain cloud or whatever. You know what I mean? Like that's the kind of way I, I figure that I, I try to look at it. And I think that by me doing this and you doing what you do and other people such as us putting the word out there and talking about this and opening up platforms for more people to kind of discuss things, even if they're not very, uh, you know, talkative, they can just sit and listen and it even might help them. So, I mean, I think that you're, I think that's a, yeah yeah i think you got some really good points in there absolutely i think yeah i think that that's i mean that's how we not feel so we don't feel so alone whenever we realize that there's other people dealing with the same thing right yep yep all right so what else do i got we got a couple more questions for you number eight out of ten is hobbies before and after injury uh we knew you were big bike rider you like to hike a little bit what else was you really into? Archery. Yeah, I have a compound bow. And now I just got back into archery. So I, my best friend, um, he got me set up on this recurve bow. And so I started shooting that. And I'm just trying to improve with that. And fitness. Honestly, fitness is like my biggest hobby. Love, passion, and nutrition. I love food. I like to cook. I have a Blackstone um, I really like to chef it up on there when I have the time. I like to eat. I like to use food to fuel my body properly. Like, I'm a big fan of food. <laughs> I think we're all a big fan of food, except uh, most of us not in the healthier way that we should be. That Me being one of those, um, I need to eat a lot more, like, 
fruits and like vegetables and stuff. And I mean, you see all the stuff that you can get to put in your drinks and stuff like that. But who really wants to like drink and chew at the same time? You know, I'd rather just get me a nice plate, maybe some greens, maybe some grapes, some strawberries, you know, some apple crisp like grandma used to make minus the sugar on the side. Um, but yeah, yeah, that sounds awesome. I mean, I, myself, I was into music. I still haven't got, I mean, kind of back into music, but like everything changed. You know what I mean? Like I, I had all my stuff set up and then I went to the hospital and then all of a sudden you get home and nothing's the way you put it and stuff's missing. And it's like, well, instead of getting back into that, let me try something new. So my, my, my music stuff kind of turned into doing this, which I think it's a good little trade off, but I still do want to get back into doing that. Um, and I, I do also want to say just because, you know, if you do get an accident or something happens, it doesn't mean you can't go back and do the same thing you used to do. Um, even if it is rock climbing or, uh, like you said, hiking, I, we talked to a, a couple people that granted wasn't able to do it on their own with, you know, their two legs, but like you can still do certain things. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. like it's the end of the world and it's, that's the end. You, you just got to give it up. Um, no, I mean, like I went back to work doing what I did before I was injured. I was an orthodontic assistant and I've been doing that for 40 hours a week for the last year. So like nice you you can definitely do what you did before it's just you have to believe in yourself and believe that you can do it and believe that you can get to that work ethic in in whatever it is yeah. um honestly you can have anything you want you just have to be willing to work for it nothing's going to be handed to you because you use a wheelchair right uh, you you have to put the effort in in your own life and and take action and be more than just an inspiration you need to help people. You need to uplift people, whether they're disabled or not. Like we are here to serve each other as humans. Right. I think the biggest wall you'll have to climb over is the one you put for yourself. You know what I mean, the one that you set up for yourself in your own mind and you can talk excuses all day long, but ain't no army in the world going to get you over that wall besides you doing it yourself. Um, number nine I got for you would be travel. Yes or no? I mean, I can, I can already tell. I think you've, you've been around the country. You've done some different things. Um, how do you find it? I think that we bitch too much. Like, <laughs> I like it. Honestly, no. And I think as a community, like, we just victimize ourselves too much. It sucks when your chair is damaged. My chair has been damaged. My frame has been bent. It, it's, it's annoying. It is very annoying. It's very inconvenient. But you cannot control the way the luggage moves under the plane. We cannot fit on the plane. Them Now, again, if universal design was implemented in air travel, all new planes should be accessible, right? But we can't expect people to change their whole fleet to create that accessible plane. So I think that I think we just we get our panties in a bunch too much. And that's not a popular opinion. But like we really do complain too much. We need to just like man up, be smart. Like, I keep enough supplies on my person where if my bag's delayed, I'll be okay. Um, now that I have the Phoenix bag that attaches to my chair, I just hook that thing up and drag it. I just went to Sweden, went to Amsterdam. So I traveled internationally, went to the Bahamas earlier this year. I have not had issues at any of those international places that I went. So, nice. like, I, th I think that we, I think we attract that problem and we manifest that problem. And it's like, just be smart. Just be smart about it and know that the shit can happen. Shit happens. That's it. Like that's, you got into this injury, like things happen. They Especially the shit. Yeah. The shit does there. happen. Right. Um, one thing I, I saw Anna, um, I don't know if you follow Anna Sorol. She's this cute little like Filipino girl. She's like 21 years old, just killing it on social with her, her content. But okay. she, um, 
She she suggests adding an air tag to your chair when you fly. And so oh, I've done that just in nice. case like it gets left behind or something. Right. Yeah, I mean, I've heard uh, just horse, absolute horror stories about like planes and stuff. Me personally, uh, it's nothing, nothing against it, but I, I, I don't have any need to fly. I don't want to go across. I don't. I'm good right here. Everything I want to see is right here in America, and I will drive my happy ass to see it. Um, but no, I definitely think like if you know if that's something that you want to do. Once again, we come to the wall that you built for yourself. Jump over the damn thing and get it done. Uh, my buddy James says, "Love it. She don't sugarcoat shit. She's not Willy Wonka." I'm James, definitely not Willy Wonka. That is a correct Hi, assessment. Hi, my name's Jesse Strawham, and I am real all the time. <laughs> yeah, I offer one-on-one that's what I'm talking coaching. about. <laughs> Let's throw that out there for you. I mean, I have a sound effect board. I might as well use it. I love it. Um. All right. So the last question I got for you, uh, on the cards at least, is what is the best piece of advice you would give to any newly injured person? You got to let go of all judgment of where you think you should be and what you think your life should look like and just show up the best you can every day. Focus on getting 1% stronger, 1% better. Don't focus on the big picture of where you want to be because it's easy to get consumed in what happened to you when you do focus on those things. If you just focus on one minute at a time, knowing that your current situation is not forever and removing that judge of I should be here or I need to do this or I should be like this influencer – no, you're in your own story, doing your own thing. You need to focus on you and just becoming the best you can be. I like it. I like it. Give her one more of those. Well, I got to say, I do appreciate you taking the time, Jesse, to come hang out with us and uh, answer mm-hmm. a few questions. Um, I'm going to tell you, just like I tell everybody else that comes on this wacky, weird, crazy, wild show. We're going to keep you in our, our Rolodex, so to speak. Um, later on, we might have like a panel with a couple of you that jumps on. Uh, like I said, we might talk about uh, like wheelchair users have, with the sex deal. We might talk about um, anything, travel, like best options for different things, um, hot topics, stuff like that. So we're going to keep you with us. Um, what I will say now is if anybody would like to follow Jesse, all of her different um, – what do you call them? Links, I guess, are going to be down inside of the description. They're not there yet because we still have to do that. This is a live show. Give me a little bit and they'll be there. Um, so, yeah, we appreciate it. Is there anything else you'd like to leave them with? You know, um, at the end of the day, you're your biggest enemy, y'all. And, like, if you if you want to change your life, if you truly want to be better, show up better for not only you but your friends, your family, your kids – uh, you you have to make the decision to do it, and you have to do it even when you don't want to, even when you don't feel like it, because you're never going to feel like it. Shit, I don't want to do half the shit I do every day, but I still show up because I know that's going to get me where I want to be. So your desire to go where you want to be has to be stronger than your desire to stay where you're at. Absolutely. Tomasa <laughs> said, I'll be waiting for them. Would love to get to know this badass. <laughs> Dang, you're popular. All right, well, I tell you what, Jesse, hold up, stay with us. Uh, To the rest of you guys, if you or somebody else you know that would like to be on a Wheelchair Wednesday, go ahead and shoot me a message uh, here on Facebook, YouTube, whatever, comment, let me know, and we'll get you on here. Uh, Besides that, salute to everybody. Thank you for coming on, Jesse, and we will see you later.